This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode 220. Wow, what an incredible time I got to have with Dr. Shafali. So exciting and so much jam-packed in that we broke it up into two episodes. Let's dive in to part two with Dr. Shafali. Hey there, I'm Alyssa Blass Campbell. I'm a mom with a master's degree in early childhood education and co-creator of the Collaborative Emotion Processing Method. I'm here to walk alongside you through the messy, vulnerable parts of being humans raising other humans with deep thoughts and actionable tips. Let's dive in together. Your kid is going to be okay. Yeah, let's do it. No matter what. No matter what, they're going to trust themselves. So at 50, when they want to learn skiing, they're going to trust themselves. At 70, when they want to learn the second language that, oh my goodness, you didn't teach them when they were three (laughs) years old, they're going to trust that they can do it. It begins here. But like we've just said, it begins with the parent relinquishing control. You have to relinquish your idea of control. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love that you incorporated. There are still boundaries within this that like, yeah, he's not going to wear the throw up pants and you can validate within that. So stage two for you was the dysfunctional patterns to conscious choice. Can you break that down for me a little? Oh, this is where it gets really, you know, therapy. you're, You're starting to do your own therapy. This whole section, if people did this, they wouldn't need to spend money on therapy. And I'm all for therapy, but I'm just talking about you You can do this for yourself. So in this section, I've taught parents and non-parents, whoever's picking it up, to literally identify how their ego is patterned. And I break it down into five ego patterns that we have when we are emotional. So if you tend to get angry a lot, that's the emotion underneath the ego pattern of a fighter. If you tend to get anxious a lot, that is the emotional pattern under the ego manifestation of a fixer. If you really want attention, validation, and approval from others, attention seeking, then that is the emotional subscript of the 
ego pattern of the feigner. I call it the feigner. Mm-hmm. If you are extremely uh, avoidant and you hate big emotions and you can't handle the chaos and conflict scares you, the avoidance is the emotional subscript of the egoic pattern of the freezer. And if you are just completely abandoning yourself all the time and you're terrified to even show up, then the abandonment is the emotional subscript of the ego pattern of the fleer. So I've given the emotional patterns and I've given the ego that shows up to protect against these emotions. And I talk about the inner child and that's the first eye. And then I talk about the other eye, which is the imposter ego. And then how to develop the third eye, which is the adult self. So all this is packed into stage two. It's heavy duty therapy. It's heavy duty inner work, but I've laid it out and you will find yourself in those patterns. Like for example, I'm a fixer parent and I talk about the different kinds of fixer parents, the savior, the rescuer, the enabler, and how, if you recognize that, then I give you tools to break that pattern. So did you identify your pattern, Alyssa? What are you? Yeah, mine is usually the feigner. And oh, wow. Yeah, it for me, I grew up in a family. I'm one of five kids. And there was a lot of emphasis placed on like achievement, right? Uh-huh. Like that's how you received love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a star athlete and had straight A's and president of student council and whatever, all these accolades. Yes. I I think in an attempt to feel love, to feel valued, to feel worthy. And so now how that shows up in adulthood, like, oh yeah, it's real strong, real strong. And guess what kids don't do at the end of the day? They don't say, mom, you did a great job today. Yeah. Wow. So your star that needs to be approved and validated is not getting its fix. Correct. So how do you deal with that? And how does that come out when you're trying to fix up your kid? You know, totally. So for me, it's, it, it always starts with that awareness of like, okay, I know that there's this part of me, um, yes. the ego part that you're referring to here, that, that is how she thinks is the only way to feel yes. loved, to feel connected, yes. to feel validated. And for me, when I can even just build that awareness of like, oh, that's what's coming up here, mm-hmm. that consciousness mm-hmm. around that, it can help just start to calm the system just from the awareness part of like, yes. oh, that's what's happening, you know? Yes. Um, and then yes. from there, I can, I can tell that little part of myself, like you're killing it and you don't have to be perfect all the time. And there are so many other ways to be loved yes. um, and to receive love. And that's one of them. Yes, just like yes. I have to give my inner child that narrative on a, a lot on repeat. Right now I'm sick and was just saying to my husband last night, like, oh, I hate feeling like needy or high maintenance or like I can't do it all. Um, and that was not how you received love. It wasn't how you showed love in my house growing yeah. up having fewer needs when you're one Mm -hmm. of five kids, um, Mm -hmm. was better. And so also like it shows up in these other ways like that too, where I have to be like, it's okay to have needs. It is okay to advocate for yourself. It's okay to do something that at the end of the day, wouldn't get a trophy, right? Like wouldn't have an award, just resting or whatever. Um, Right. Right. The star children, you know, have a hard time because they've been in the limelight They've gotten the attention. 
Now the risk is that they could use their children to continue getting attention, which means that their kid needs to be a star. Mm-hmm. And that may be something to be aware of, you know? So for me to be a fixer parent, I have anxiety around my kid's anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I want to make her happy. I want her to feel happy. And then I can become that snowplow parent you were talking about that says, okay, I'll handle it. Like just this morning, she wrote to me and she said, my credit card is being declined. And my instinct was like, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll call the credit card company. I forget she's 20. Mm-hmm. And so I, so I, all I did was, what would you like to do about it? And she said, I'll call. And that felt so uncomfortable to me because I, I did not want her to feel burdened. But see, it's my projection that she's being burdened right. and she needs to do it. So I had to really clench my jaw and, and my fists and not type up or call her and say, I'll do it. That's the fixer in me. Let me just handle it. So mm-hmm. letting her be in the discomfort is something I need to become comfortable with. That's the, that's the blueprint of a fixer parent. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for me, Labine, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution for women of all ages. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormone changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony is perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put your life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all these things. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code VILLAGE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code VILLAGE for 15% off today. The fighter parent really just is so dogmatically attached to the idea of supremacy that anything looks like disrespect to them. The other day I was with a parent who, you know, was 
very angry with their child because their child did not text them back with the question, the answer that the parent asked. And the parent couldn't handle just the kid ignoring their authority. Mm -hmm. So fighter parents lose their control, they explode, because to not be seen as the authority figure is something that is very much of a curse for them. Like, I don't have that. I'm the opposite. My, I want my kid to be my authority. I, totally. I don't need to be seen as authority. Mm-hmm. For you, do, does that show up that you nope. need to be the authority? Yeah, I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just need to be told you're doing a good job. Probably. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just want the trophy at the end of the day. Right. Because the trophy for me is love and value. Yes. 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 So for the fighter parent, it's submission. It's, uh, you know, compliance. It's uh, obedience. For me, it's just be happy. Yeah, can you mm-hmm. just tell me you're happy? Then I'll be happy. And for you, it's just tell me I'm doing a good job, mm-hmm. right? So it all shows up in all these different ways. And that's what I dissect very deeply in stage two. I love that. And then stage three, if you can wrap up the book for us in a pretty little bow, what is stage three? The one I think everyone's like, bring me to stage three. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to look at my, my copious notes because stage three is so intense and so with the tools, so filled with the tools that I never had as a parent. So it's the first uh, step in stage three is to learn your children's psychology. Who is your child? And I lay out the essence of our children according to a continuum of anxiety, just to give us a ballpark. We don't want to typecast our children. Mm-hmm. So is your child an anxious exploder? Is your, and the anxious explorer is a fussy, irritable, edgy, highly sensitive kid. And you can tell us who your kid is and I'll mm-hmm. tell you who my kid is. Is your kid a hyperactive explorer? The kind of kid that is the wild one that cannot sit still, that's going to break all your rules. Is your kid the overdoer, overgiver, overpleaser? I think you were that kind of kid. Alyssa. I was. I was too. Um, is your kid a dreamer recluse, a space cadet, a doodler, a dreamy kid, a quiet kid, a shy kid, an absent-minded professor? Is your kid the rebel nonconformist who just literally will break all your rules? Is your kid the easy breezy kid? So I put them on a continuum of anxiety, the easy breezy kid being the lowest on anxiety and the anxious exploder being the highest so what's your kid if you had to ballpark your kid yeah I have an easy breezy kid right now Mm, that's amazing (laughs) that's amazing well at least I would say that's how it presents like his Uh nervous system dysregulation reaction is to take space to shut down right whereas I was like a little I feel like as a kid a little more like no see me like am I still I'm here blah 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 and my husband's the same way where he's like yeah, I'm just going to take space. Like, I'm going to go do my thing. I'll come back. And like, I'm not anxious about how you feel about that. Yeah. So maybe a little bit like a dreamer recluse. He's shy. He's a dreamer and a little bit easy breezy. Yeah. A little bit of both of those. And I would say my husband and kid are very similar in that. Yeah, I definitely had the rebel nonconformist, easy breezy kid, meaning easy breezy for themselves and then a rebel from toward me. Yeah. And that's what woke me up to do conscious parenting. I thought I'd have the easy breezy mm. kid uh, because everyone wants the easy breezy kid. Totally. <laughs> but I got the rebel fire, spitfire, and I was like, whoa, it just, 
And that didn't work for me as a fixer parent, right? Mm -hmm. Because the rebel doesn't give a shit about right. it. And I couldn't fix anything. And the rebel was just going to do their own thing. And I wanted to fix the kid. So either be easy breezy or give me something to fix, right? But this kind <laughs> of independent individual kid that I got really upset me. And that's when I embarked on conscious parenting. So for you, um, but easy breezy kids are always easy kids to handle, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's for me that he, what can come up for me is that he doesn't care. Like we had a hang yes. and there were a bunch of people yes. over. And in my family, like if you just left that social hang to go do yeah. your own thing, like not acceptable mm -hmm. in the culture. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't want to hang with everybody. I'm going to go to my room and play by myself for a little bit. And yeah. Like that stuff for me of like, I want yes. to step in and change those yes. things. And I have to be so hyper aware. <laughs> well, your kid is more the dreamer recluse because he's got that introverted quality. Yes. And and for somebody like you, who's the extrovert, it's like, ah, you're the show kid. You're the stager. You know, you, you like to be on stage. So for you to, for your kid to not like those things is so strange for you. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do in step 12. I help parents figure out who they were, who their kid is on the spectrum. And, and I give you ways to reframe how each of the places your kid is at is a superpower. Each of them mm -hmm. come with superpowers. So I help parents reframe what they may think is a challenge, but it's actually a superpower. Right? You know, because of the work we do, mm -hmm. that your kid is going there to recharge. Right. Your kid is going there because they don't need validation like we do. So that's a superpower. Okay, so that's step 12. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, You'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Step 13 is I help you now spot your kid's ego. You know, so it's called spot your kid's ego because you're while you are an ego of the fixer, the fighter, the feigner, the fleer, the freezer, your kid is also 
in ego. So because in my case, I didn't at first was so uncomfortable with my kid being such an iconoclastic nonconformist. I was so angry with it. So my fixer couldn't fix. So I became angry. And then I set off my kid to enter their fighter mode. They, Of course, our kids will become fighters or fixers or pleasers based on our ego. So I talk about that. What's going on within my child? How am I displacing my child from their authentic self? And now I've helped my kid create a mask. And what is my kid's mask now? Then step 14 is master kids speak. And this, this, this step, I think, is one of the most powerful steps because we don't understand our kids' language. Kids speak through play. Number one, we don't know how to play with our kids. So I talk about play. And then I talk about how our kids do not articulate what's going on. And we have to decipher what's going on. So in this step, I talk about S-I-G-N, sign, and how that's an acronym for something inside gone negative, and how their behaviors can be a flag. And I have a whole illustration about how you can decipher what is your kid's behavior flagging to their internal state. Then step 15 is called, uh, instead of punishment, do this. So this is a big, valuable step for parents. And I, I use the acronym NBC. How do you negotiate? N stands for negotiation. B stands for boundaries. And C stands for consequences. And in terms of boundaries, I do the who, what, why, and, and how. Who is this boundary for? Is it for me or is it for them? What is this boundary made of? Can, I, can this boundary be made of stone? because it's non-negotiable, or can it be made out of sand? So I talk about that. Why does this boundary exist? You know, is this boundary even in, the, in, in its place because it affirms our ego in the world, or is it really a life-affirming boundary? And then how will I communicate this boundary? Through connection or through command? So I talk about that. Then I talk about how you can reframe mistakes. How can, I, how can you drop to the heart? How can you empathize? What does empathy look like? And I have acronyms for everything to help people remember things easily. Um, and then I'm reading my notes. Step 18 is finding the yes. Step 19 is entering the now. And step 20 is embracing a new you. So I take parents through this huge kind of journey to really come up with their own authentic way of finding connection. There's a lot of information in step three, so it's hard to get into. But just to give people the gist of of what all it covers, the breadth of it covers. I don't have things like when your kid does this, say this so much as, because then what if your kid doesn't say that? <laughs> I, I kind of take care of the big picture and put you in the right alignment because once you're in the right alignment, everything else flows. Well, and I think that's so powerful because the like, if your kid does this, say this takes, like I said, that authenticity away versus your steps and your guidance. If they're following the stages, by the time they get to stage three, mm -hmm. then they can body They can embody their authentic response in yes. those moments. And I, I think you do such a beautiful job of scaffolding that and fostering that. Um, and I give stories, I give case examples. Yeah. At every step, there are like at least 20 stories, if not more, where you can resonate with the cases and see yourself in them. I love it. And your book, The Parenting yes. Max, Step-by-Step -step Solutions to Consciously Create the Ultimate Parent-Child Relationship. Y'all go snag it. It is out on February 28th. 28th. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. 
Awesome. Go snag it. Go pre-order it now. So it's coming to your doorstep right away. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Shapali, for doing this work, for writing another parenting book. We need the how along with the why and the what. And I'm so, so grateful for your investment in this space. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the transcript at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community over on Instagram hanging out every day with more free content? Come join us at seed.and.so, S-E-W. Take a screenshot of you tuning in, share it on the gram, and tag seed.and.so to let me know your key takeaway. If you're digging this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We love collaborating with you to raise emotionally intelligent humans. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.